This week on the Iowa Watch Connection. For schools in the nation that were going to hit the $100,000 per year mark within a, a relatively short amount of time. The cost of college goes up and up. I've had two jobs and all my money from that has gone to my college savings account. Trying to figure a way to pay for it all and know what the real numbers are, are both challenges. And I actually had an idea when I was applying to Grinnell that they would probably give me more money than a state school. Data tied to college costs, our topic this week. The Iowa Watch Connection is presented by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism. Online at iowawatch.org. Here is Jeff Stein. There's no getting around it. The cost of a college education and the resultant student debt load is increasing. We've known that, of course. But new data gives us some fresh information about how students are planning to address that burden. Iowa Watch's Lyle Muller has our report. Have any of you saved money on your own for college? So you have Peyton and you, what's your name? Zach. Zach. It's and late fall and we're school. talking with Johnston High School students about well. saving money for college. Okay, what prompted you to save money? I'm terrified. <laughs> um, I've had two jobs and all my money from that has gone to my college savings account. Um, I don't think I even have $10,000 yet. These students have reason to be concerned. The sticker price for Iowans wanting to attend college in the state is expected to exceed $60,000 a year by the 2024-25 school year at nine private Iowa schools and 10 the following school year in 2025-26. That's according to new projections made in late October by the Heckinger Report, a Columbia University-based nonprofit independent educational news organization. The total sticker price covers all anticipated costs, such as tuition and fees, room and board, books and supplies. The Heckinger Report made these and thousands of other projections for colleges and universities across the United States after studying tuition and cost of living trends over the past 10 years for higher education institutions using data from the Free Application for Federal Student Aid Program, or FAFSA. We're talking here about the full sticker price. Students and their families usually look at net price when considering a college. That's what they pay after financial aid and scholarships, which can knock a considerable chunk from the eventual cost. A majority of students attending Iowa colleges get some kind of scholarships or aid. The projections aren't absolute. Several factors can affect them. They include extraordinary tuition increases in a year when deemed necessary by a college, unexpected jumps in the cost of living, or trends for coping with textbook cost. As expected, Iowa's three public universities would cost less than the private colleges in the twenty-three dollars to $29,000 range for the 2025-26 school year, the Heckinger Report figures show. It would top $90,000 at Grinnell College, the highly respected four-year liberal arts college, the projections for the 2025-26 school year show. Jackson Schulte, the co-editor-in-chief of Grinnell College's Scarlet and Black newspaper, said students know that going in when the college accepts them. Just because Grinnell gives such generous financial aid and it's such a known fact, if you're interested in Grinnell, they, they market that pretty heavily. And I actually had an idea when I was applying to Grinnell that 
they would probably give me more money than a state school. And it ended up working out that way. I applied to the University of Iowa and Grinnell gave me way more money. Some transparency here. I am the Scarlet and Black's professional advisor. The newspaper is run by the students and is extracurricular work for them. Schulte, a fourth year student from Grinnell, says students still pay attention to cost. I think at Grinnell, there's the expectation when you come in either that you're going to pay a lot of money to be here and you kind of know that when you sign up or that you're going to get what the Grinnell claims to be 100% of your need met. Um, and so I think that allays some concerns, but I mean, people are still pretty attentive to like tuition hikes and things like that. Cost concerns exist, even for students whose families earn so much they do not qualify for financial aid, says Seth Taylor, a third-year student from Dubuque. I have friends who are much wealthier than I am and don't pay as much in financial aid, but their parents also don't give them much money. So it works out that, you know, sort of the advantage I have in saying, okay, I have this amount of financial aid and the school's going to give me money to go into externships or internships. My friends who are wealthy and come from wealthy families and don't pay financial aid, the school won't give them money even though they still need it because their parents won't give it to them either. Worries about college costs already exist before attending college. We gathered this fall with a dozen and a half Johnston, Iowa high school students in a roundtable discussion. Two in this particular group said they thought they have college costs covered thanks to their families. It didn't take long, however, before other stories emerged. My name is Levin Peterson, and I'm a junior at Johnson High School, and I'm actually not that concerned with my payment for college because it's being already paid for at the moment. How? Oh. My, uh, my grandparents used to own a stock, and so every day since I've been born, they put money into this bank account that I have, and that's going straight into college funds. How about the rest of you? Are you in I'm that condition? I'm terrified. Um, I would love to go out of state and get out of Iowa for my school. I'm Peyton Blayhut. I'm a junior, by the way. But I am a one-parent household. So also with that and most out-of-state schools being like more than $100,000 for like four years of school, four-year college, that scares me a lot. Levin and Peyton, where do you want to go to college? Um, Iowa State would be I would love to go to Temple University in Pennsylvania. So out-of-state tuition? Mm -hmm. How about the rest of you? Anybody going out-of-state or planning to go on out-of-state? Uh, Cameron DeRuz, uh, I'm a senior, and I have accepted my admission to Iowa State. And how concerned are you about the tuition there? Uh, I mean, as a generalization, I'm concerned about how expensive it is. I mean, my parents, my grandparents will be helping me with it. But at the end of the day, I think like they might be paying for half. Three of every four Iowa State University full-time, first-time undergraduates from Iowa received financial aid in the 2016-17 school year, the most recent for which complete data exists. Four of every five did at the University of Iowa that year, as did roughly two of every three at the University of Northern Iowa. Every full-time, first-time undergraduate receives some kind of financial aid at 19 of the 44 Iowa colleges and universities in the 2016-17 school year that the Heckinger Report studied. Every dollar that's available has impact. A 2017 National Bureau of Economic Research study showed that college enrollment for students and families earning less than $70,000 a year increases almost 15% 
when those families get $10,000 more to spend. Plus, the aid can keep down the need to borrow. Actual cost each student pays varies. The Heckinger Report researchers and editors caution that the sticker price data are speculative. Because the projections would come true only if growth between now and the years ahead follow the average growth weight for 2007-08 through 2017-18. Variables make long-term predicting difficult. Here's Robert Brocious, the Assistant Vice President and Dean of Admissions at the University of Dubuque. We don't really see predictions like this very often. And uh, of course, I think we all ask questions about it because we're wondering where does this go? But we don't see a lot of predictions because I think there are so many factors involved that it's, it's really, really difficult to make these kinds of predictions, even based on historical data, because there's so many moving parts to the process. What are some of those moving parts, some of the variables that you have to look forward to? Some of the moving parts clearly are cost, which is uh, the uh, cost of operating uh, a university or college. Uh, those costs are going to fluctuate, of course. We have to consider those things. We have to consider um, uh, the, the financial aid budget and what we have available based on our resources and, and how that works. We also have to think about the competition and, and what other schools are, how, how other schools cost and, and how they're aiding their students. Because really what it boils down to, Lyle, is the net cost for students. Higher education administrators say they look ahead as far as possible to find balance between competitive college offerings and making those offerings affordable. Again, brocious. Students want to know. They want to know what it's going to cost, and many, many students are deciding early because they've narrowed their search down. They've been doing it for a couple of years. We might be on their short list, and they might be able to decide if the, if the cost is right, if the net cost is right, I should say. You're, you're finding students doing some cost shopping? Well, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, and you're always going to see that. Uh, students who cross applications between colleges and universities are, you know, they might find a college or university to be very similar to another. And of course, they're going to they're going to compare uh, the net cost. I'm Lyle Muller with Iowa Watch. And I'm joined now by Lyle Muller of Iowa Watch, who wrote the story that you can find online at iowawatch.org. What was the genesis for this, Lyle? What led you to find this to be a topic worthy of in-depth study and reporting? The story started with a group called the Heckinger Report out of Columbia University. It's a nonprofit, nonpartisan news organization that's at the College of Education at Columbia, but is independent from the college. And they exist to do in-depth investigations into the trends that exist in education. Iowa Watch is the exclusive Iowa partner for the Heckinger Report. They approached us and said, we have this rich data across the country and you might be interested in it. And we looked at it and of course we were because Iowa colleges and universities are part of this massive report. So we poured through the data there, but we were really pleased that the Heckinger Report included us in this study. They've been a wonderful partner for us on other educational projects as well. What surprised you the most as you did the deep dive into this data? The number of students who get financial aid, whether it be through the institution itself, federal, state, local aid, 
tuition assistance. We know people get scholarships, but what I didn't realize was that out of more than 40 institutions in Iowa, at 19 of them in the year 2016-17, that school year, 19 students or 19 institutions provided 100% financial aid to students on their student body. In other words, 100% of the students at places like Buena Vista and Central College, Faith Baptist Bible College, Graceland, 100% of those students were getting financial aid. So that's a big boost. And the other surprising thing to me was that you can actually try to project out how much you might pay for college, despite the sticker price, depending on how much your family earns. So as students, parents, and frankly, educators look at all of this, what are some lessons we should take from it? Because we know we have this rubric of high student debt load. Obviously, the public institutions are concerned. They say they're not getting as much support from government, and so there's no other place to go than to tuition. So, so what should be taken away from all of this? A couple of things. One is if you want to save money, try a community college because the costs there are far lower than the four-year colleges and you can get some of your requirements out of the way there with still quality college level education. But the other thing is, is to really talk with the colleges and universities about the full packages available for student aid and also to talk with them about whether or not that student aid will carry over into the sophomore, junior and senior year, what you need to do to have that continue. Because you could get a good financial aid package to go to a private college for your freshman year, but if you're not aware of what you need to do to continue that into your sophomore and junior year, you could find yourself having a pretty hefty bill. It's all in understanding what the requirements are, the money is there, and then trying to make sure that you live up to the standards that exist to get that aid. Lyle Muller, thanks. And when we come back, Lyle will speak with an expert who has focused on predicting the cost of attending various colleges and universities. That's next, when the Iowa Watch Connection continues. The Iowa Watch Connection radio program is part of a statewide audience engagement project organized by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, an independent, nonprofit, nonpartisan news organization. The center is dedicated to producing high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism in Iowa, while also training journalism students to do this work at a high ethical level. The center is found online at iowawatch.org. Welcome back to the Iowa Watch Connection. I'm Jeff Stein. The Heckinger Report from Columbia University produced numbers that project college costs not only for Iowa, as heard in this report, but also for colleges and universities across the country. The Heckinger Report's Peter Diamato wrote of how higher education institutions rely heavily on tuition discounting. This strategy allows the schools to identify families willing and able to pay their advertised tuition, while at the same time bringing down costs for other students the schools seek, but who have financial concerns. Diamato helped build a tuition tracker that helps families project how much they might expect to spend attending a particular college based on their income. It's found at tuitiontracker.org. We have a link to it at iowawatch.org. And Iowa Watch's Lyle Muller spoke with Peter Diamato via Zoom. 
So this story grew out of a just a little bit of downtime that I had while I was working on a tool that tracks the net prices and sticker prices for schools across the country. And I decided to just look at uh, which schools would be hitting a mark just pretty arbitrarily of $100,000 in total cost per year and worked on a way to project out costs uh, for schools across the country based on their total costs and ended up with four schools in the nation that were going to hit the $100,000 per year mark um, within a, a relatively short amount of time. And that spurred a whole story on basically why tuition is inflating across schools in the country and so what, what some of the reasons are for it and what some of the effects are of the, the strategies of tuition inflation. And your report gets into that, this difference between sticker price and net price. Can you explain what the difference is there? Sure. So what we're talking about, first of all, is the total cost of school, not only tuition and fees, but room and board, books, other expenses of living on campus or off campus. So once you have the, the total cost, which is considered the sticker price, according to federal data, you then subtract out all of the grants that are being given to a student, whether it's state, local, federal, or institutional grants, and then that gives you your average net price for a student at each individual school. Um, and then that is then broken down by income brackets. What we are seeing when you have a school that has increased sticker prices but is also discounting a lot is we don't know who's not applying to that school. There's been some research that shows that students who see a high sticker price are then totally dissuaded by, from applying for it. And one of, the, one of the interesting things that we go into the piece is that um, there's a, a, a researcher um, out of uh, Iowa State University who looked at the um, looked at the colleges that have high sticker prices um, and found that a lot of the um, a lot of the the enrollment trends that you might expect where low income students and minority students would be encouraged to apply and be enrolling in these schools are actually just being concentrated in schools that are not doing the discounting but have low sticker prices to begin with. Students are going to be able to take a look for themselves with a tracking tool that you've developed. Tell us a little bit about how that works. So Tuition Tracker has been around for a few years at this point. We we started it as a uh, collaboration between Dallas Morning News and the Education Writers Association. We then took it over and now we are working on doing more of a projection for the coming academic year for students in order to be a little bit more helpful for students who are actually trying to use this tool to pick colleges based on price. Um, some of the issues that you have with, say, the college scorecard data, which is the federally provided um, school tracking tool that gives a lot of information about sticker price, is that it goes back to historical data for to provide the information to students. So we're, for those tools, um, the ones that are provided by the government and other ones that are provided by some nonprofits, 
Um, they are using only historical data, whereas we've looked at ways to project out the data up until 2020 and 2021. So students can go into the tool and add um, up to six schools and then compare these schools based on the the expected net price that they would be paying and the graduation rates at each individual school so that they can understand what the success rate is of graduating within a reasonable amount of time, um, which is a, a big cost factor. It's not a perfect system. It's a pretty conservative one in terms of how much we're trying to predict the, the um, changes that are coming, but we decided to be as transparent with it and just say we're going to to look at the average annual growth rate for these schools and just assume that the the 10-year average annual growth rate is going to continue across the next few years and then if um if there are uh resets that they're not going to be they're not we're not going to be able to predict it in a very a much more clever way but the we're going to be looking at these projections in the next year once the next round of sticker prices come out that will be for 2020 or excuse me for 2019 2020 and see how well we did with the projections and then we're going to you know continue to refine the model um and see where we go from there so the main takeaway for students and people parents for example who read your reporting what would that be? I think the biggest takeaway from the work that we're doing here is that this is the the way that the the higher education system is is set up, and what you're going to have to do is do a lot of um, work just sorting out some of these schools and and trying to figure out what the actual cost is going to be and the actual value of the education is going to be once you've gone behind the the bells and whistles sort of, of all of these tuition discounts. Peter Diamato of the Heckinger Report from Columbia University speaking with Iowa Watch's Lyle Muller. The story on this issue is online right now for you at iowawatch.org. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll make the Iowa Watch Connection again next week. The Iowa Watch Connection is a copyrighted presentation of the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, which is solely responsible for its content. For more information about the center, including how you can contribute so high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism and student training can continue, go online, iowawatch.org.